For the first time in forever, the Minnesota Wilds are at full strength tonight against the New York Rangers. Will it be enough to will them past a red-hot Rangers team? We take a look at tonight's game, plus some news and notes on the ever-changing trade deadline market today on Locked on Wilds. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Wild. Your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder... Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we preview tonight's matchup against the New York Rangers. The Wild will be at full strength. Will it be enough to stop their skid and pick up a win against the Rangers? We'll take a look at the matchup. Plus, we'll also talk about some recent notes with the Minnesota Wild regarding the trade deadline some prices for players that the Wild have been linked to so far this year, and some interesting notes on a uh, Wild prospect that may be on his way out the door. All of that coming up here today on Locked on Wild. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, veteran captain of the show and your host uh, of Locked on Wild here this season after plenty of experience with over a decade's worth of covering other Minnesota sports teams. Today's episode brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You can visit rockauto.com and make sure to tell them Locked On sent you. Happy to be with you on a Tuesday edition of the show. Thanks for tuning in as always. And uh, the Minnesota Wilds taking on the New York Rangers tonight with yet another chance for the Wild to get back on track. And it's been interesting to hear the chatter around this team. Obviously, uh, the game against Dallas, not great. But uh, some interesting things that Bill Guerin said on the broadcast that have uh, have kind of carried on here into the week. And so we'll start today by talking about the trade landscape for this Minnesota Wild team. Now, We have touched on Claude Giroux a lot. He's been a focal point of this show as a prime target for the Wild to go after to try to address uh, the center position for this team and uh, to kind of slot in as either the second line or maybe the first line center for this team. The asking price, though, is astronomically high it is going to take in the most recent reports a first round pick a prospect and a young ready NHL player to pry Claude Giroux from the Philadelphia Flyers to uh, to add to this mix and if I'm being completely honest not comfortable with that price point we knew it was going to be high coming into the season, coming into this point in the season. We knew the price was going to be high. But 
first round pick. And for the Wild, I think the reason that I am most leery about Giroux in particular is that there are a few players that qualify for that NHL-ready player that are going to require a prospect as well to where it seems like too much. If you throw in, say, Adam Beckman as the prospect, who's the NHL-ready player that you're going to give up in addition to that? If you throw in a you know, a little further away prospect, does Keelan Addison become the NHL-ready player that you have to send to Philadelphia in return in addition to the first-round pick? And so not to say that the Wilds don't make a move at the deadline, but I think considering this stretch that the Wild are on, I think we got to be a little realistic here as to what is going to help now and what is going to hurt long-term. Because Kalen Addison and maybe like a a prospect down in Iowa and a first-round pick, that's a lot to give up. And that is going to hurt, especially considering the recent decline of a member of the starting decor, Alex Goligoski, that's going to hurt you badly going forward for a guy who is going to play for the rest of this season and not likely not come back. So I think he's kind of priced himself out of what the Wild are comfortable with doing. Again, doesn't mean that the Wild don't make a trade. It just is going to have to be somebody that slots in somewhere below Giroux from a price perspective. Uh, Also, on the trade front, an interesting article written by the the Daily Faceoff that mentions that the Minnesota Wild are probably not going to be in the market for a goalie at the deadline. This from Scott Burnside of the Daily Faceoff. And um, the quote that is meatiest in the article, uh, first off from general manager Bill Guerin, and he said this during the Dallas game on Sunday, we're not going to be able to trade ourselves out of this. And he's right. At some point, this team is going to have to get back to the level that they were playing at early in the season. Like, it's on them to fix it. Now, if they are able to in the next couple of weeks, if they are able to, and Garen feels good about where this team is at, then you can kind of pivot and say, okay, what can we bring in to to fix this? Um, some depth to, uh, to add to this mix. But also... Um, Burnside mentioning in the article, not that the Wild are going to be in the market for a goaltender at the trade deadline. That's not in the cards. So the Wild goaltenders will have to find their way back to their former rhythm. Uh, these tweets from Nick Terhar um, on Twitter at Nick Terhar 89 
um, in referencing what uh, Burnside said in the article. So we kind of speculated, I have speculated a lot as to go get a goalie, go get a goalie to fix this. And, you know, in looking back at it and taking a couple of days, a couple of days to really dig in, is it entirely on the goaltending? What has happened here over the last three weeks? No, it's a large portion of it, but we've seen some lapses, more than a few lapses defensively that have led to the, uh, the goals that this team has given up. And, you know, I pointed to rebound control as a huge issue. And I know that has been pointed to by a lot of people. And it's a fair point to make in that re- rebound control has been a huge issue for wild goalies this year. But a lot of things going on in front of them are not helping matters either. So it sounds like the Wild had a pretty physical practice um, leading up to tonight's game. So hopefully that is enough to, uh, to kind of jog them and get them going again. And I think having everybody back healthy for the first time in forever will certainly help as well. So not to slam the door on the trade deadline because I still certainly believe that uh, some help is a possibility. We're going to veer away from the goaltending sphere and uh, over the rest of this week and leading up to the deadline, we will uh, scour the wire for some names that uh, could help the Wild, uh, whether it be some uh, middle-line defensemen or, uh, or some forwards or centers that can, uh, can come in and help kind of boost what this team is doing. But, uh, you know, as, as somebody who has been so vocally for the acquisition of Claude Giroux, It just, in the near term, sure, it would make a lot of sense, but I'm I'm not on board with giving up an Adam Beckman, a first-round pick, and another prospect on top of that for a couple of months of Claude Giroux. Just not. There are other ways to improve this team, so we'll keep an eye on that moving forward. Uh, We are going to talk a little bit about the ripples that have also come through today in regards to Mr. Jack McBain and the potential for the Minnesota Wild, when all is said and done, to have three picks in the second round of this year's draft. We'll talk about all that as well coming up next here on Locked on Wild. Football might be over for this season. But basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops as March Madness is almost here. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball either. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds as well. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. All of this at BetOnline, where 
the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, and uh, make sure to remember once your first listen of the day is done, check out the Locked on Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts, including yours truly. The Locked On Now podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Continuing today's episode of Locked On Wild, and we're, we're going with a theme here. So we start by trying to kind of get with this mindset of, you know, mortgaging assets for a short-term rental in the case of Claude Giroux when it's that much to give up is not something that, uh, that makes a lot of sense. You couple that with what could potentially happen here this offseason um, in which the Wild may have as many as three second-round picks for Judd Brackett to work with in the NHL draft. This stems from the latest report surrounding Minnesota Wild prospect Jack McBain. And again, we, uh, we head over to Nick Terhar's Twitter account to uh, just get you caught up on the latest. Jeff Merrick on his radio show reporting he was told the Minnesota Wild's asking price for Jack McBain's signing rights is a second-round pick. The 22-year-old has 18 goals, 11 assists, 29 points in 22 games played with Boston College. He was a 2018 third-round pick. His signing rights expire on August 15th. And uh, this is followed up by the Minnesota Wild have given Jack McBain's advisor permission to speak to other clubs and give general manager Bill Guerin a list of teams he'd be willing to sign with, according to Michael Russo. Two dozen teams have already called Minnesota to ask about McBain. So, if you've listened to Judd's Buds uh, as part of the Soda Pod, Spoke Z has uh, said glowing things about Jack McBain. And at this point, a certainly a gifted scorer and somebody that uh, within the next you know couple of years could certainly play a role on this team. But here's here's the the big thing here. And and this happened, you know, this happened earlier in the offseason when the Wild had um, a particular defenseman who seemed like he would have been a perfect fit to slot in on that bottom pairing. Didn't end up working out, and so Bill Guerin ended up uh, trading him because he didn't want to uh, didn't want to sign here long term. It's no matter the player, if you don't want to sign in a particular place, then at that point the situation flips to get as much as you can for them. Because yes, would it be nice to have McVeigh in the lineup here within the next couple of years? Absolutely. And it's not to say that the second-round pick that they potentially get for a team acquiring his rights, it's not to say that they would be able to replicate his production with that signing. However, with this and the potential that uh, Philip Johansson will not sign also 
with the Minnesota Wilds, continuing to kind of cultivate his development overseas. If he doesn't sign with the Wilds, the Wild also get a second-round compensatory pick for losing out on his services. So add those two together and the fact that you have uh, Judd Brackett, who is as good as they come at, uh, at finding prospects and has already, in his two years of drafting players with this Minnesota Wild franchise, has already drafted Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy, Jesper Walstead, Carson Lambos, Jack Pert, on and on and on and on down the list. For a team that is going to be looking to restock the cupboard and to give themselves a great chance to open their window wide open once the buyouts are done or or minimized, I should say, that is like giving somebody a... I don't. I don't even. I can't even come up with an analogy that uh, that works well enough to because not only you can do a couple of things. Bracket has ammo. If the Wild want to jump up and get somebody in the first round of this draft, much like they did with Wallstead um, in this previous draft. Now, granted, they were leapfrogging one team to do so. But you have a first-round pick that is going to be mid-level, mid-first to low-end. Somewhere in that, somewhere in the teens, early 20s probably, when all is said and done. You have that. If you have three second-round picks, all of a sudden your options for what you want to do or who you want to try to go get are magnified. And it, the, and then the other end of it is if teams in front of you panic or if players that you really like fall and you don't have to spend that draft capital to move up. I, it's It just, to me, I would like, it would be nice to have, you know, players like Jack McBain to be part of this nucleus in a couple of years, but I have a really hard time not trusting Judd Brackett to make really good top-end picks. He's done it the last two years. He has a track record of doing it elsewhere. And so, you know, that, that kind of piggybacks back to the trade discussion of if you use that first-round pick to try to go get somebody. If that first-round pick is for a rental, I would much rather just let Judd Brackett draft somebody with that and let them develop and turn into something that you can use within the next couple of years on that rookie deal. Sounds pretty good to me if that's the route that ends up going, if that's how it happens. And obviously, like I said, it would be tough to lose a player like that but at the end of the day, if he wants to sign elsewhere, it's just the way it goes sometimes. So 
it's it's going to be interesting to see. And uh, obviously, we'll continue with plenty of draft coverage here throughout the rest of the year into the offseason as well. We do have a game to discuss tonight as the Wild host the New York Rangers. So we'll finish our episode today by previewing tonight's matchup against New York. That's on the way after this here on Locked on Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. And again, thank you for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen each and every day. Minnesota Wild hosting the New York Rangers coming into this game tonight. The Rangers with uh, a nice 17-10-2 record on the road. A little bit of a break for the Minnesota Wild as uh, they will not be seeing uh, one of the best goalies in the entirety of the NHL in uh, this game here tonight, Mr. Igor Shosturkin. Um, and so an opportunity for the Wild. You know, it. it's one of those things. Is it is it nice to go up against the backup goalie? Absolutely. And uh, Alexander Gorgiev uh, is not anywhere close to the same goalie that Shosturkin is. But at this, at the end of the day, like, why would you not want to go up against the best goalies uh, in the league? Nonetheless, that's that's not what we're what we're getting to. Uh, the big thing for the Minnesota Wild is that they're going to be at full strength for the first time in a very long time. We will see the line combinations that the Wild have uh, been longing to put back out on the ice um, with, of course, the Kaprizov line fully intact, the Boldy, Goudreau, Fiala line fully intact. The Grief line returns together with Greenway, Eriksonek, and Felino, And then the old fourth line with Duhame, Sturm, and Bukestad. Defensive pairings as they were to start the season. Goligoski, Spurgeon, Brodeen, Dumba, and Merrill, and Addison. And so, for tonight's purposes, everything is off the table. The, well, it would be nice if we had player X back. It'd be nice if we were at full strength. It'd be nice if we had everybody at our disposal to go into a game and try to get things back on track. That is all out the window. And so we see whether or not the lack of physicality that of that the Wild have been missing over the last 10 games 
Can Jordan Greenway come in and fix that? Can the defensive lapses that the Wild have had over the last 10 games be fixed with the defensive pairings back on track and the grief line available to help try to slow down the top-end players for this Rangers team? Will that help fix some of these lapses we've seen from this team? One of the things I'm most fascinated to see is Cam Talbot came in in relief for Capo Kakinen against the Dallas Stars, and he did not himself give up a goal. Now, the Stars scored twice on empty netters, but Talbot himself did not give up a goal in that game. Is this going to be the confidence builder that can help get him on track and in turn get Capo Kakinen on track as well. I mean, you look at it, Talbot played 22 minutes of that game and uh, he made three saves, did not give up a goal. Can that be a boost to get him back on track? Because as we talked about in the first segment, it's going to be on these two goalies to get it figured out and get things back on track. Yes, the defense needs to help them out as well. The team needs to help them out as well. But those two have not been good themselves. It's on them to get it figured out and uh, get this team back to its winning ways. It's also going to be fascinating to see what, if any, changes the Wild do on special teams We talked about some of the things that are going wrong for both the power play and the penalty kill. The power play, by all accounts, visually, has just been way too passive. Way too pass-heavy, trying to find the perfect opening that never materializes, passing up on opportunities in front of the net, and uh, really just, you know, hoping that somebody's going to step up and get kind of a fluky goal to uh, to get the confidence back. But not only that, but the, the penalty kill is, as of right now, an absolute liability for this team. So that is going to require the team being way more technically sound than they've been. Way more crisp and clean with entry passes. It's going to take the wild saying we have to collectively be better to stop this slide. And so does that start tonight? Now, here's the other side of it too. The New York Rangers are a very, very good team. Let's not, let's not dismiss that. So it is entirely possible that the Wild end up losing tonight. All comes down to how it looks. If the Wilds start like they did against the Dallas Stars and they play like that through large stretches of the game and end up losing 3-2, to two, progress. Progress, and at this point, we will take any foot forward that we can get uh, with this team. If they end up losing 6-7-2, or seven to two, we're right back to where we started, and then at that point... Then what do we look at? Because everybody's back. 
And so if that indeed is the only thing that was leading to this team not playing the way that they were was because the injuries kept vital pieces of the lineup out of the lineup, if they still, at full strength, lose in bad fashion, that's a problem. So going to be interesting to see. Again, if you're looking for some things to key in on in tonight's game, uh, Cam Talbot for sure. To, uh, to see if he can build off of that performance against the Stars. Special teams, can we get a... Can we have a clean penalty kill? One in which we don't you know give up a goal right away. And it's not even... It's not even the penalty kills where, you know, time has expired. You killed it for two minutes and the team, you know, as you're getting that extra, that fifth player onto the ice, team scores, like... Those, those are kind of those 50-50 ones that, uh, that sometimes work, sometimes don't. It's giving up a power play goal like three seconds into the power play. That you cannot, cannot do. So Cam Talbot, special teams. And let's see, let's see some oomph and some fight from that grief line. Frustrates the Rangers, their top-end players, uh, you have one of the most prolific goal scorers in the entire NHL in Chris Kreider. Put him in a position where he gets frustrated. Put Artemi Panarin in a position where he gets frustrated. Mika Zibanejad. Get those guys in positions where they get frustrated. And it's just it's time for this team to just step up and say, enough. We're going to play better. And... It's on us to do that. So, going to be a fun one tonight, and hopefully the Wild responds to this adversity. We will see you on the other side. Of course, we'll recap whatever happens in tonight's game um, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Wild. That will do it for today's show. And uh, now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Locked on Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert for your fantasy league. Lockdown Fantasy Hockey is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Just like Lockdown Wilds, we are available anywhere and everywhere you listen to podcasts. So make sure to follow along. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter at Lockdown Wild to vote for your favorite wild players in the Lockdown Madness Tournament, currently undergoing the round of 32. So check it out. Check us out wherever you listen. We will keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wilds throughout the uh, next couple of weeks leading up to the trade deadline, especially if major news or a puck drop anywhere in the state of hockey. Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.